Matthew, great to see you again. It's been a long time since September, but it's always great to talk to you and be together with Crooks. That's... So here I am to update anything you want to ask. I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. Well, you're, you're, you're lucky. You're talking about copper, uh, one of my favorite commodities of the moment. So um, let, let's talk about what you've been up to since September. Okay. So um, I think, first of all, let's start with the balance sheet. You've kind of got this credit facility in place with some names that people recognize. So um, tell us about that. That was something really important. We had a lenders group that included a uh, fire lab, that's Pierre Lasson, that gave us a credit facility for a total of 50 million. We already have 10 million of those 15, and we can pick up the five whenever, if ever, needed. So that puts us in a very good position to keep the program and drilling program as that we plan to start October this year. That facility, I really have to appreciate, you know, Pierre Lassonde coming in and showing this strong support to us, and together with the Trinity. And third, we got BD Investments, coming in for first time. And I think that's, they're very welcome and they're a great group that are planning to support us on the long term. So we're really excited to have the money. But additionally, what is really important is that not only did we get that, uh, management and friends of management that have invested uh, in the first pass, Pierre Lasson, have come in with 2.9 million Canadian into the bank. And uh, Pierre and uh, Trinity are going to back us up with another two and a half million. So it's not only the facility that's great, we're also getting back by management, by France, and by um, Pierre Trinity by bringing in warrants, exercising them, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. So where does that kind of put you at the moment? Because does, does that 15, I know you've drawn down 10 already. So um, the cash position is actually what, I'm trying to work out what the total sum is and what, what you've got available in terms of it, delivering that drill program. It's, it's close to 20. It's close to 20 million Canadian that we have right now. So right. that's And you've got a bunch of warrants uh, coming through as well, no? We'll have more warrants, but that's coming through time. But about two and a half million that's coming now from uh, Firelight and, well, Pierre and uh, Trinity. So we're really right, excited okay. so you... having the funds to start the next program and really start with a great intensive. Right. And I guess people, you would point people to look at, obviously, Pierre Lassonde and... Um... Ross Beattie uh, putting money in suggests that the diligence they've done gives us the big thumbs up. So then it's really a case of, can you help us understand what they bought into in terms of the drill program? Because I think from, from previous discussions, the, these holes are deep. They're expensive, you know, one and a half to two million, two million bucks each. So they they got to kind of give up a lot of data. So how are you coming at the drill program? I think, you know, we, we started with last conversation with September. From September to now, We've drilled eight drill holes. Out of those eight drill holes, I think seven have been magnificent. Six to seven have been magnificent. Mm -hmm. They all show mineralization. And I always say, and our best hole was 11B. That's a surprising hole because why is it called 11B? We took a drill hole that was from Hawkshaw that was down to almost 1,000 meters. We started to drill from 800 meters and did one going to the uh, east to find our central hydrate trend. But as we had seen fragments of early porphyry in that drill hole, we went physically straight down on it to see if there was a porphyry below. And that's where we hit 1,342 meters at 0.73 copper. 
That was quite amazing. That's our best hole to date. And I always say, we haven't drilled the best, we haven't drilled the worst. <laughs> okay? So that that's 11B. But apart from that, we have great results. Our, our last hole, 24, which was interesting because we started drilling. With 11B, sorry. With 11B, we discovered the western high-grade trap. Okay? We came about 250 meters south of that, and we drilled, drilled hole 24. And we got 670 meters or 0.84% copper equivalent. With, it includes 312 meters with 1% copper equivalent. That's just about 250. Well, what's interesting, that hole, apparently the porphyry probably starts coinciding, you know, coalescing the central trend with the western trend. And then our drill hole 23, that was 250, uh, 200 meters north of 11B, that gave us 940 meters with 0.7 copper equivalent, 600 meters with 0.8, and 120 meters with 0.9. So these are great holes. And apart from that, we have 11B that was successful, 22 um, and 22A, great holes. So it's been a magnificent program. And I always say we came from proof of concept in early 2020, I mean 2022, to now starting to develop the size of the uh, of the deposit that's still open, and this is only one year and a half of drilling. But what, what, tell, tell me a little bit about this, because to, to some, this is kind of a new new concept drilling. In, in I know there's lots of peers and so forth, but I'm talking about the investors um, who may not necessarily understand how something like this becomes a mine. So can you point to a few of the variables here? Okay, first, let, let's look at, you talk about copper equivalent numbers. So therefore, I guess what's going to be important relatively soon is to try and understand the um, the, the, the cost of accessing those answers, the recoverability, the payables, that sort of thing. So what can you tell us in terms of what others are doing in the region similar to you so that, that we understand that this thing could be an economic mine at some point? Okay, well, right now I'd say Chile has a lot of underground deep operations, okay, and that do block caving. Chuk is just taking off. Al Teniente as you know for some time, El Salvador's been. So there's a lot of expertise in block caving and deep underground mining. That's an advantage that we have in Chile. Second is that the mineralization in this deposit, you take off on an upper part that has a bit of gold, then you come into, that's for about 100, 150 meters from surface to below surface. Then you've got kind of 400 to 600 meters of not much mineralization, then, well, really 400, then you come into a zone that you have initial copper mineralization, but it's covalite replacing pyrite. So there's a little horizon there. And after that, you come into the calcopyrite ridge zone, which is the main porphyry zone. And it, you're coming in through all this is in host rock. It's not in porphyry. It's in broken up when the trusers come up they break the rock, and it's all wretches. That's mineralization. And all of a sudden, about a ah, thousand meters below that, you start hitting the porphyries, and you start getting very high grades in the porphyry, in the early porphyries. So you have a whole secret. So as you go deep, you get better grades. So when you go underground and you're going to start a blockading or a deep program, you're going to start with the high grade first, then you're going to get the lower. And the, the high is 
kind of 1% copper equivalent, the lower is going to be about 0.7. Okay? So it's not all is not bad, but you start with a high grade. So the economics, we don't have them yet, but we don't see any, any issue if we have enough high grade. The second thing is metallurgy. I think it's going to be non a typical metallurgical program like in any other porphyry. We don't see any deleterious uh, material that will affect that part. What is complicated? Water. In Chile, it's always that we'll have to bring it out from sea. But so there's some pros, there's some complications, and there's a lot. And they're starting to drill, you know, making uh, uh, underground operations that go down almost to 2,000 meters, similar to what we would have. Okay, so you, there's there's lots of comps to look at in terms of not just the the, the the numbers involved, but also the skill sets required to do to do that in in country. Um, I hear what you're saying there, and the water you, you mentioned it's, it's seawater. You'd be bringing in, is that right? Yep, quite a distance. Okay. Right, be, per, permits and licensing and all of that sort of stuff to, to be discussed later. Or is that something that you kind of start the process with now? Now you're starting to sort of see that this could could become something. Uh, I always think that you've got to have a social license to operate. And that's a part we're working on. We're along the Wasco Valley. The Wasco Valley has had its history of anti-mining in some conditions and had a very tough time uh, barricade with the Pasco project. So it's something that you have to work on. We are working continuously with the communities talking to. There's no community where the project is. We're about, the first one's about 40 k's away. But we come up the road along these communities. And you have to make sure that that part is work. And we're working on that. And I think we're advancing in de-risking the project in many ways. De-risking first by getting the right financing and having Pierre back us up in Lasat. We de-risked a bit the financing. We de-risked the, the drilling because drilling up in the high Andes is very complicated. And most holes about one-third of the holes don't reach objectives, especially if they're deep. We brought in wreck on drilling this year at the beginning of the year, well, really in October last year, this season, and it's been a game changer. We've reached all holes to the objective, you know, because if we're losing a hole, you can come back up and deviate it and redeviate it, come to your position original through that ah, ah, drilling. So it's been fantastic having recon drilling, and that's been a game changer. So that's another de-risk. Our drilling has de-risked a bit the size of the project, and it's showing that high grade exists. So we are also having to de-risk the environment, the social part, and all the ESG to make sure this goes ahead. And we're working in all three aspects. Right. And, and talk, talk about how you, because like I say, I, I look at some, some of the comps out there, the, you know, people looking at Philo and going, crikey, they're, they're, they're knocking out of the park, you know, Barracks, Antofagasta, et cetera. Is, you've got to put a lot of holes into this and try and work out what it is that you've got. Obviously, you know, with, with, with whether it be porphyries or early, uh, intermediate porphyries, or, and you, you even mentioned breaches in there. It's a complex system in, in some ways. How much more drilling? How much more? How many more meters? How much more money? How much more time before you, <laughs> you actually say, "Well, do you know what? Let, let, let's actually put a flag in the sand and try and get some economics around this." Well, if you think about this, um, Hotchell had drilled three holes into the porphyry. 
we drilled 10 into it. There's 13 holes into this. This is nothing for the size of a porphyry. We're already delineating a thousand meters long, a thousand meters wide, and a thousand meters deep, right? But we're just drilling to get a, a free feeling of the sides. We're not infill drilling to make this uh, measured and indicated resource yet. So there's a, there's a lot to go. Probably, I would think that you need at least another uh, 50 to 70 holes coming to the in, uh, indicated at least type I've been measured in that 70 holes. Each one from 2,000 to 1,000 meters, it'll depend as we can do um, directional drilling. We can use pre existing holes that come out for that. So that's going to cost another 70 million, 50 to 70 million dollars. Right. So you're building something big and you're hunting giants or super giants or behemoths in terms of the deposit size. So again, just to remind us of the sort of the, the, the scale of the opportunity that, you know, big companies want to try and find that, that get funded, that continue to get funding because, you know, 70 million bucks or so, it sounds like a, a big chunk of change for, uh, you know, a junior, a junior company, right? So it is. what gets people going? What gets the bankers going, the funders going? I would say our focus on, on the high grade has been important because our first program with, that was proof of concept, we had one drill hole from Hotchild that hit, you know, about 100-something meters, 150, 70 meters of 1% copper cola. We went towards that, 300 meters of soft. We went and said, let's see if it has extension north and east, and uh, well, really north and south. And we drilled through a hole 17 that came out beautifully. We had 550 meters, 1% copper cola, plus almost that. You know, that had the lead 1,000 meters in total. Well, 0.78 copper equivalent. So this means we had proved that there. 19, we just didn't hit the target. We didn't get that. But we started seeing high grade. Today, we've seen high grade with 11, A, with 11, B, with 23, with 24. So we're starting to dimension. We started with the central high grade zone. We found the western zone. Maybe they coalesce to the south. So it's getting exciting. We're starting to see the presence of high grade and continuity. That's what's going to make it because that's what's going to pay for the CapEx. And that after that, you're going to get the rest. But the CapEx needs high grade and we're finding. So that's right. really and important. We, it is important. And we, we talk to a, a number of juniors and they're sort of, they're, they feel like they're on, on or, sorry, they're near a porphyry. They're on the edges of a porphyry, and sometimes they can't find the porphyry. But these things tend to, uh, you know, um, appear in, in, in clusters or, you know, in, in, in groupings. So in a way, I guess it could be exciting to go chasing after new porphyry discoveries because discoveries move the needle. But at the same time, they're not that easy to find. You're on one. Do you stay on one uh, for or, or for a little bit longer? Well, at what point do you say, well, I think we've got enough here and we move off and try and make a second discovery, porphyry discovery? Well, first of all, think, when we when I picked up this project, I picked it up originally for Hotchell. They drilled there. I wasn't in Hotchell when they hit the first three holes. Each hole was in the order of 1,000 meters of mirrorization, vertical. You don't get 1,000 meters of mirrorization without something being big. You just have to dimension and find the size and the geometry of it. That's why we came back, picked it up, 
I started this drill program with Gov, uh, Pierre to uh, back us up on this proof of concept. Well, it's been growing. Now we have, because they, they had a thousand meters vertical, but they had no idea of extension. Now we have a thousand meters along strike, a thousand meters wide. That's showing you that porphyries are big. And if you look next door at El Encierro, they've got a 2.5 uh, billion uh, in mineral inventory and 550,000 uh, inferred resource. But 2.5 billion is a tremendous zone. So that's, as you were saying, cluster. We have one immediately five kilometers north of us. We're here and we're growing. We're presently uh, preparing our <clears throat> Our first resource, really, after significant drilling, that should be coming out a couple, you know, a month, between my month, month and a half more. And that's going to be a significant show of what this drilling has meant. But when you take El Encierro, you take Valeriano, you're seeing a tremendous drift. Okay, and, but, but so, coming, coming back to this, you know, how you plan these things out, because this also, this also did, you, you okay. You've done a lot of meters, but not necessarily a lot of drill holes per se. So the intervals are ridiculously big. They are fantastic. And a co on a copper equivalent basis, these are super, super great. You know, global average seems to be about 0.4% at the moment. Um, so you, you're kind of hitting that sense a bit. Um, I guess I'm intrigued by how you go about, let's say, planning out the drill program, because each time you drill, you get a ton of new data. You possibly even should have changed your view of what it looks like under the ground. So um, what is that kind of rigorous process in making sure that these, you know, what are quite expensive drill holes are perfectly planned and, you know, will continue to add to the, the data set positively whilst also delivering what the market needs is more news of high-grade copper equivalent over long intervals? That's a good question. And I forgot to answer part of what you said. People are saying they're close to porphyry. I was explaining the size of this district just to give you an idea that if you don't find some significant mineralization in your drilling and you hit a porphyry and you don't find the grade or the side, just walk out. You know, these things are big. We're already talking about, in our case, more than a kilometer by a kilometer by a kilometer, and we're still open in all directions, right? So this is going to grow. And then Sierra, that's next door, they have two, they drilled over two kilometers strike line. And they still are open in all directions, especially towards the east. So these things are big. So when you're drilling a porphyry, you got to think big. And if you don't hit something big, you probably put another couple of holes and then decide to walk off. Not that it's not there, but you just didn't have the right uh, model to find it. Okay, now we're in it, okay? We're in it. So what do we do? How do we focus our inspiration? First of all, all we think, what's going to make it into a mine? Especially if it's close to surface, you have one conditions. If it's steep like ours, we really need high grade. Our advantage, as I told you, was high grade than a steep that we're finding it continues. How do we plan our drill holes? Basically, you plan them on rigorously going at a certain distance, well, uh, drilling outside of, where, of the box that you already know and start extending it. And as it's a porphyry, a 200-meter move out in any direction is not too large. In any other deposit, 200-meter step out sounds like crazy. Here, you're testing. 
So we still don't know our limits absolutely, but you do it. Now, you, you're a bit of luck because you don't know when you're going to run out. You have some geophysical models that give you an idea that's got about a three-kilometer uh, diameter, and it might be subcircular. But really, you need to go through the process of drilling consistently on uh, <clears throat> on a good grid pattern to really understand it. But it grows, especially focus on your high grade in our case. So we hit a high grade, we focus on extending. Okay. Okay, make makes sense. Um, so just I'm gonna kind of um get some numbers from you, just really simple numbers for you, so people get a sense of what what's coming up. So you you've sorted out the balance sheet. You've kind of got not only um the money in, but the the type of money that you've got, and it's kind of interesting. Um, and points to you know a confidence and a kind of a, a, a aggressive ambition to what you want to do over the next twelve months. So can you give us in terms of meters or dollars? what you're going to be doing over the next 12 months in terms of the drill bit? Absolutely. We're planning to come back in October, as always, start our drilling program. It's been snowing a bit, so we're going to have to clean up and make sure. We have to extend our camp in 40 for 40 people because we want to grow the amount of drilling we're going to do. So we're going to start with two to three weeks until we complete the camp, and then we're going to try to go up to four or five rigs early next year. So that can take us, think that each drill hole can drill about 1,000 meters plus 900 to 1,000 meters per month, okay? And that's going to take us for seven months of drilling. So maximum a drill rig can do 7,000 with lot, 6,000, put in 6,000, three rigs, 18,000. So it's going to be in the order of 20,000 plus meters that we want to do. And our cost per meter is between 900 and 1,000 meters, complete total cost, including everything. So that puts us another, you're coming up to numbers, you know, uh, we're already spending the money we have <laughs> and more. Yeah, no, no, I get it. And, and, and it's fine because you, you will replenish it if you keep delivering these sorts of numbers over these sorts of intervals for sure. Um, and I guess, you know, in the, in the backdrop of a copper market, which is extremely positive, I think it's just 398 uh, t today, um, and not too many new stories coming coming online. It, it seems now there's a lot, a lot going on in Chile. I mean, obviously we've spoken a few times of what, what's going on in Chile. I think the, the government seems to be sort of back, well, backing mining again. Um, not the same obstacles in place, and you know, no, um, no real. It, the issues aren't there in the way that they were maybe two two years ago, it seems like. I mean, how are you finding and doing business on the ground? I would not like to be the president of Chile. <laughs> having to back up mining and having to back up, you know, investment with my personal thoughts different to that, like he's always expressed. So he must be in a pickle trying to balance and knowing that he's, he's running a country is not running his ideas. So he... It's his, bro. But definitely, things are not going south at all. You know, we had the rejection of the new constitution. They brought in a voting for another one. And it went to the other extreme. Went from less left extreme to right. Now, two-thirds of the constitutionalists are right or right hardly. So, it really, it's a crazy country. It's, it's clearly, we don't know where to go, how to go, because we're confused like the rest of the world. No. But I think we do know we're a mining country and we have to support mining because that's the way that we're 
going to get funds to improve our country. So I think that's clearly improving a lot. And you're seeing a lot of things that are going through the environmental permit being approved that it, the initial part of this government was not. So I'd say it's looking positive. This government has two years to go and it's going to change. So you know, it'll be two years that I don't think it's going to, much is going to happen negatively. And I think we're open to the country wants really an open market. I just got, saw um, an encuesta, how do you say encuesta? Um, a poll uh, that says about 16% to 65% of the Chilean wants to have free trading in my open market. So, you know, it, it, it's calm. One thing is what people think, another thing the government, but I think it's going to go in that direction definitely with time. So I'm, I, I feel that Chile, be confident that Chile can have a, a bit of a ruffle in situation, but it's going to eventually find its way positively forward. Okay, well, I'm, 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 I'm glad to hear it. I'll be in uh, Santiago in, in October to see it for myself uh, with our own uh, copper project uh, out there. Um, look, and, look, and just in terms of, like, again, just sticking with the kind of balance sheet um, stuff, uh, if, you, if you don't mind. Now, clearly, um, in terms of ownership, of the asset, you've got a payment due uh, in September uh, this this year, and another one um, in in a couple of years after that. Um, clearly, with the money being raised at the moment, are you parking some of that up now? I know you can pay some of it in shares, some of it in cash, but are you are you putting that money aside now, or do you feel that you'll be you'll be raising any more money between or expecting warrants through before September first this year? Part of the money that we have from the credit facility, what we've been, we've been getting from exercise of early warrants, are definitely going into our Forty-nine percent ownership. Yeah, that okay. is on the. Cool. That's on August 29th. It's before September. It's on August 29th, and that payment is less than a month. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to go forward, and we're going to have forty-nine percent. Then we have another pay. That's three and a half million that we can pay half in shares and half uh, in cash at our discretion. <clears throat> yeah. Then two years after, we have an eight million payment that takes two hundred percent. That's by 29th of September of uh, August 2025. Then I think we're going we're definitely going towards 100 percent. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Well, well good. But I think um, the exciting okay. news is that that are coming up. I'd say and keep in mind for the shareholders. One is yeah for. Sure. We're coming up I, with I, I think the, 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 I mean, what's that? What I mean, obviously, so we're looking at October as usual for the start of the drill season. Between now and then, and anything happening? That's not too far away, but anything happening? It is. That's what's exciting. We're working yeah. on completing a 43, a new 43101 that includes right. a new resource estimate. And I think that's going to really be good for the shareholders to see what they've invested in. The value right, okay. of the and, and so, what, what does the twenty? What remind me? What, what does the twenty twenty um, resource estimate tell us? Was well, about three hundred uh, million tons. Okay, at point seventy eight percent copper equivalent. Mm. Okay, okay. So why was that? But that was done on those three drill holes plus two that hit a little bit, and so there was a really a very early stage look at what it looks like. Now we've got, you know, thirteen holes into it. Mm. Makes a difference. Makes a quite a big difference on what we're looking. Three against thirteen, you're going to get a feeling of size and probably what we're going at. 
Second, we're doing a metallurgical program that we should have by end of September, October, we should have a result. So you're going to have be looking at what that looks like. Then we're starting our drilling in October. So things are really aligning and we're coming with news all of the time. Third, two of the holes that we uh, we had to leave the project, not completing two holes. Hole 24 missed, was missing 400 meters of drilling, and we ended in high-grade mineralization. As I told you, we have 670 meters at 0.81 copper quota, and if we continue for 400 meters more, that's going to probably be the most spectacular hole that we have. But we didn't finish it. And then we also had uh, drill hole 23, that although we got interesting results, you know, at a significant meter, we still have to complete it. We have, so we're really going to start the program coming back in holes that are in mineralization. So it's going to immediately bring results back out in the short term. So things I think are looking positive in that sense.